Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The hawk will never die. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Week 11 preview edition of Hawk Hill Focus. I am Deputy Commissioner Sam Robinson, not by myself today, joined alongside Commissioner Kyle Brandis and our special guest, Mr. I don't think he's missed the playoffs once ever in his SJUFFL career, Mr. Matt Kress. I welcome you both to the show today. Um, if you were to have an alien invasion or zombie apocalypse, which one would you prefer slash think you could survive better in? Matt, please and go why? first as our guest. We're happy to have you. I feel like, uh, well, first off, I appreciate being uh, allowed on this show. It's my first experience, <laughs> and I've become an even worse fantasy football player uh, over the course of my time in this league. So uh, we've hit me at a low point, which is really great. But my answer to your question would probably be something towards a zombie apocalypse. I feel like I could fight my way through that and at least stay alive for a couple of years. Uh, if aliens are coming, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm screwed. It's over. And uh, uh, it was nice knowing you all. And Kyle? Yeah. That is fair. I think our fearless leader. I think I am going to also agree with Matt and uh, do a zombie apocalypse. You know, aliens got the skies. It's hard to outrun them when they're in the skies. Zombies are on them. Exactly. You can somehow maneuver them. I I, I watched two seasons of Walking Dead. I think I know what I'm doing in that case. There you go. You watched film. You watched enough film to understand what's going on and stay alive. I've studied and prepared for the moment. I'm I'm taking zombies. All right. You know, it was a, that was a converse, uh, discussion I had with some coworkers. We were discussing it off air for those who, you know, weren't here pre-recording. And the answer when I asked them on that question is they said aliens because they might be nicer. thought that was yeah. a hot take, but I mean, maybe I, I meant like... for the hot take seat. Aliens are nicer than zombies. I don't know. But... Ooh, maybe. That's a, a Discord poll, possibly. Yeah, maybe we'll throw it in the Discord. But we have a lot of great things to get into. Obviously, we have our special guest. We're just going to berate him with questions about his team, his past, his present, his future, um, as well as do pick'ems, everybody's favorite, I think, part of the show, or maybe I just keep saying that you guys hate it. It's my favorite. But regardless, um, we do have our special guest, Mr. Matt Kress, here with us. And Kyle, I'm going to let you kick off any sort of questions and let you have the floor, because I've been talking for like three straight minutes now. Yeah, I would love to. So uh, Matt, just once again, happy to have you. Thank you for coming on. Um, you know, Sam touched on this in, in your introduction here, but in all six years of the St. Joe's University Fantasy Football League, you've been a playoff participant every year, six for six so far. What is that magic formula that you found to be able to, you know, make it into the postseason year after year? Well, I feel like the magic formula at first was just having experience, being like a really experienced player, uh, and then just having way too much free time and caring way too fucking much. So uh, the combination of all of that uh, made me at least a six six time participant in the playoffs. But I don't think I've ever won, which has always been uh, kind of the one piece, uh, one trophy on my mantle, if you will, that I've been missing and, and unfortunately crying myself to sleep daily about. So I'd say uh, an unnecessary amount of of uh, free time and, and way too big of a focus on uh, fantasy football has probably been my uh, my pieces of success to uh, to to be as good as I have been here at St. Joe's Fantasy Football League. I can confirm to you in your two appearances in the championship, you have not won it. So that sucks. Sad. That that's, that's two sad. more appearances than I have, though. So hey, well, maybe this is the year for you, Kyle. Fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. 
Well, I can't relate to either of your problems there, but I'm glad that you brought up the championships. Um, you know, the appearances, the playoff appearances, obviously. Because I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna come at right after with the hard hitting questions here, Matt. Do you have a like most painful playoff loss in your six year tenure, whether it was a championship game or maybe there was just a, you know, a stinker that you put up like in the second round somewhere and you got bounced, or do you just not really, you know, they all just kind of feel the same and you just roll with the punches and keep moving. It seems very specific this question, but what I will say is the uh, the the firestorm that was the Tannehill's boys team. I think of last year of me trying to live with Ryan Tannehill and, and run him all the way to uh, a championship definitely stung. But I what I will say, and I think this is will easily transition us over to uh, some better questions down the line. Is I think I've had a lot of terrible games uh, here in at St. Joe's Fantasy Football League. Uh, I'd say even one of them last week was very horrific on my end and. Uh, I remember last year, I think I lost to like a 0 and 9 or 0 and 10 Jim Elliott team. That was just so, so fucking bad. It was so bad. <laughs> so I have, I have a long history of uh, fumbling the back. Wow. Yeah. That, that, that does lend itself perfectly into my next question. So, Matt, looking at your all time record in the league, you are fourth all time in wins. You have 48 wins, so close to 50. A lot better than teams, you know, than a lot of the other teams. But, what seems to be the one constant thing for you is that you just can't beat the bad teams. It seems like you're always getting beat by, you know, bad gym teams. Uh, this past week, you just lost to a bad, what we consider a bad Sean team. Um, you know, what kind of is like the the feeling you get when you lose to those teams? It, I guess a better way to phrase this question is, do you find it more enjoyable when you beat the really good teams or do you find it that it hurts so much more when you lose to the bad teams? Well, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I've given you the only loss of your year, right? So you I think that, that one, that's a really big piece for me is to make sure that you take that big fat L. Uh, so I would say that I, I love that. Uh, and I enjoy the, for the viewers that can't see, see the zoom. Big fingers but, um, going up what, right now. Big fingers. Uh, but what I will say is uh, look like, I'm just going to be completely honest. Uh, I, I went into the draft this year with a, a pretty specific strategy, which was early and often on running backs and, and make sure that uh, especially when somebody goes down, that I would have somebody ready to stand up and take that spot. Uh, I completely failed on that and whiffed on that as everyone does with running backs, you know? Uh, and it, one thing I completely missed on was the fact that I was just going to wait as long as possible on quarterback. I remember coming out with Tua as my, my QB one and thinking to myself, what in the godforsaken hell did I just pull off here? Um, and it has worked out. But then when Tua went down with the uh, the concussions and I thought um, legitimately like this man might not even come back this year and freaked out and went after Kyler Murray and traded a lot of that, uh, a lot of that equity that, that I had gained in the running back and wide receiver position. So I'd say that a majority of my issues, and especially yesterday or not yesterday, last week's issues surround the fact that I freaked out, thought Tua was never going to play football again and went after Kyler Murray because I have a, a very slight crush on Kyler Murray. So uh, I'd say that uh, poor management is the, the TLDR, but uh, you know, that doesn't mean that there's not enough heart. I slide into everyone's Instagram DMs before every single game to make sure that they know that I'm supporting them and that I want them to really bring home the bag for me, but uh, I never got a response. So we're just going to keep trying. Hey, that's hey. all you can do. My follow-up was going to be if you've gotten responses to those. So thank you for including that part. 
No, uh, no, no, no responses. I've, I've even tried thirst traps. Nothing works. So I'll, I'll take any, anything you can co come up with to get a response. Uh, I'm, I'm more than happy. I'm all yours. Well, I was going to ask about, you know, I was going to get into the, the current season. It seems we're, we've got into that now with roster men from being the current topic of discussion here. I was going to ask about the quarterbacks, but it seems you kind of already answered that. So we can skip that one. Let's talk about another player on your roster. How many nightmares have you had about drafting Cam Akers 15th overall in the SJUFFL draft this past year? Uh, <laughs> terrific. I mean, I don't think anybody has seen like what the Rams were going to turn into, which is like just an absolutely horrific football team. Yes. Uh, I was holding on for dear life there for Cam Akers to possibly be traded to a contender and then turn into some sort of, uh, you know, worthwhile running back in the fantasy realm, but that has gone horrifically wrong again. Uh, so, I mean, I whiffed on the Cam Akers pick, uh, you know, I, I tried to roll the dice on Deshaun Watson coming back in week 11 and me being in a good spot to live with it. Now I just really don't even need him. So, I mean, again, I think I used the uh, term fumbling the bag. I mean, there, there's some massive fumbling going on and I'm already thinking about different ways of, of how I want to draft and, and go after draft strategy next year. I know Kyle and I had like a really long discussion before the season about keepers and, and rules surrounding that. So, uh, you know, I'm already scheming. I might be 500 and, and struggling a little bit, but I'm scheming. Hey, hey, love to hear that. You got to not only plan for the present, we got to plan for the future. Um, you know, speaking of your running back situation too, Matt, a big topic of conversation we always have about your team on this show is the strategy you have of starting both Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. They share the same backfield, you know, but there hasn't been many weeks, if any, where both have popped off for you. Um, just really want to get kind of your mindset and your strategy of, you know, I guess you kind of have to start them both because they're probably your top two running backs on your team. But do you enjoy that? Do you, are you invested in the green Bay are you do you enjoy being invested in the Green Bay Packers backfield? Is that my that's my question? I believe is the question. Well, I think overall I'm I'm very invested in the Green Bay Packers. Another team that I thought was going to be good and I was going to lean into. Lazard was a wide receiver that I think I drafted in like the ninth round. Um, but yeah, the Dylan and, and Aaron Jones backfield was uh a thought from last year, which was hey, they both can work together. Uh, and then a week one, it really came to fruition. I think Dylan had double digit points and I'm looking back here and I think Jones also had, uh, or he had seven points. So I thought that there was a possibility of like a split backfield and that the, uh, the Green Bay Packers just would not throw the football because Christian Watson looked terrific wrong on that one. And Lazard, I don't think Lazard's good either. I just think that there's an opportunity for him to actually just have a huge target share because there's nobody else that is any good. So, um, you know, another way that hurts, but okay. Yep. Yeah, no, I just, uh, I, I think that the Packers are, have completely whiffed in the past couple of drafts of not getting, uh, Rogers, any sort of weapons, at least on the wide receiver and pass catching side. And so I'm just, Hey, I'll lean into it with a really bad Alan Lazard, uh, you know, try to with a Romeo Dobbs, who I think he's been up and down if I'm not mistaken, but I don't know. Mostly down. I just, it's been an over reliance on like uh, 2021's like powerhouse teams, um, which, you know, again, I, I should probably have a little bit more foresight on. Yeah, I'm just looking for the roster now. You actually, yeah, you have a surprise. I mean, you got Joe Mixon and T. Higgins, you know, Cincinnati powerhouse. We already went through the Green Bay Packers. You got Gerald Everett and Josh Palmer starting this week. Chargers, another 21 powerhouse. Hey, you had a script and you stuck to it. 
I credit you for that. And they don't always work out as someone who, you know, had a game script heading into the season, like keeping Najee Harris with the second round pick. And he turns out to be the second coming of Trent Richardson. So it happens. Oh man. It, uh, yeah, that's, that's a huge L. Yeah. And we're not, we're not having a great time here either. So now talk to me about being 500 this year. You're, you know, as we, you know, keep, we're broken records here. You made the playoffs every year. You're a very good fantasy football player. We know that obviously you know, maybe the free time has been going down and that's what's contributing to the uh, the lack of fantasy playing or, you know, we know the obsession is still there. That's for sure. You know, everybody in this league is uh, tenacious, foaming at the mouth fantasy players. So are you, you know, are you upset? Do you have confidence in your guys that you're going to turn around this season and kind of cruise to, a, you know, you can win out the last four uh, regular season game and finish nine and five. There's hope here for you. Talk me through where your team's at currently, where you see them projected for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that – I think we're a playoff team. You know, I think that's the thing. It's like Matt Kress is a huge floor play. Like, dude's going to probably be in the playoffs, not really have a huge contender, but, like, will be good enough that, you know, it'll scare you in that first round where you just eat by me. Um, so I'd, I'd say that's probably where I see myself right now. Uh, but for the, for the most part, you know – this there's a lot of excuses that can be thrown around here. You know, there's not as much time to to do fantasy football. You know, but I, I would say that in the grand scheme of things, I mean, uh, you, you got to look at fantasy football uh, in a way of like where where are you putting your money and uh, not actual money, but you know where are you putting your money in draft equity and and such. So that idea of like loading up on running backs is something that uh, you know I I really think with the way that that football is going right now, there's just absolutely no reason to do it, and you never know who's actually just going to like fall off the face of the earth and be Trent Richardson again. So uh, you know I've been doing a lot of like uh, more research into like the zero RB strategy. So there's like a bunch of guys out there that are you know running with like Deontay Foreman. I know I have Foreman and Walker in one league and. It's just like, yeah, I didn't even know these guys existed before probably like week three. So I'd say that, you know, looking forward, there's there's some draft strategy that needs to change. But again, this is a floor play team. This, you know, this is a team that will make the playoffs, if not just miss it. Um, but we're already re retooling for next year. So, uh, you know, I kind of missed the trade deadline a hair. I was thinking about some ways to kind of reconfigure the roster with the, the early trade, de trade deadline. So maybe that's something I'm going to have to create a fuss about in the Facebook group chat, try to push back the, the trade deadline a, a little bit later so that I can, you know, do some moving and some shaking later in the year when I actually start to care a little bit more. Hey, there's always a postseason survey that you can include that in. So I am happy to read that if you include it. Um, yeah, Matt, you're one of those teams being in the same division as you. You're always one of those teams that I'm always looking over my shoulder to uh to make sure they're not breathing down my neck right now. Um, I don't have many, very many other questions. Sam might, so I'll let, I'll get this one out of the way, and Sam can run with whatever else he has. Yeah, but we'll wrap the interview section up here. Yeah. So my 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 for me my final question is just as commissioner of this league. What have you enjoyed the most about the St. Joseph's University Fantasy Football League? Now, you hold also a special place in the league as being the only person to not actually graduate from St. Joseph's University. Um, that is true. You know, you're still a part of our family. Still love you, as always. Um, so, you know, I would love to just get your your perspective on how things have gone for the past seven years and, uh, you know, anything you'd like to, I'd like to see moving forward whatnot yeah no i think um the 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 reason why i continue to come back and play is just like the opportunity to to hang out with a lot of uh a lot of 
guys and gals who I've made like a lot of core memories, especially in college with, um, you know, my time at St. Joe's was like a year and a half. Yeah. Year and a half. But like that, those freshman year memories of like, and, and even into that sophomore year of like, just hang out and, and build those friendships. So I'd say, you know, like anybody else, the opportunity to, to stay involved, uh, you know, have conversations about trades, but also catch up on just how people's lives are unfortunately being some 2000 almost 3000 miles away from everyone now uh you know i just can't like pop over and hang out <laughs> it's been kind of like a, a huge whiff of moving to to seattle but like i i, I really hope and I, I do see this league as like a way to continue to like have those relationships have have those friendships and and hopefully um you know continue to have those for the, for the... yeah no man it's Great having you still in the league. Great having you. Great being able to talk That's a really to you. cute question. You, you teed me up for a really cute question so that we can all feel like really fuzzy about ourselves I, after exposing me for losing to all the bad teams <laughs> in the past yeah. few years. Thanks, man. Matt, Matt, your team fucking sucks, but how are you? <laughs> yeah, I remember all those core memories. I was still in high school when I was in college. Now you're making me feel old, dude. Come on now. I'm not that old. <laughs> but... Um, my final question for Matt, going back, I guess, into the fantasy football realm. Sorry, I don't have a fuzzy softball for you to end here. But, you know, assuming you said, you know, your team, you expect them to be in the playoffs. So give me the team that you fear the most out of the contenders in the SJUFFL and which team that you may fear the least. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, seeing that I beat Kyle's ass uh, real good, uh, ah. I don't, don't really, I'm not really bothered by Kyle at all. I don't think that's that so really that big. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'd say that uh, the Kyle Brandis-led team, is, it, you know, it's definitely higher in the rankings, but I can't give him that uh, that satisfaction of, of throwing him out there. He definitely is, like, a very far and ahead the leader in the clubhouse, but I'll change it up. I'm actually really interested in the Columbus Curve, the the Nick Mandarano Columbus okay, Curve. I was going to say, can you please seeing, clarify which one? <laughs> yeah, seeing that there was two of them. Uh, I, the thing I don't understand is, like, and this is absolutely, like, no shot at Nick. It's just, like, not really the way that I would draft, but definitely, you know, maximizing opportunities and maximizing points. Uh, so I'd say that, like, there's just – there's some grit. There's some grind in this team. There, there's the, you know, we're going to figure it out and, and move forward. I mean, uh, I can't remember uh, if this was the the case last year, but I'm pretty sure Nick wasn't that good, right? No, you can or say that about any other, I think any other year okay. you can say that about. So this is, this is just like a, a really big comeback for him. So, uh, you know, I'm interested in it. I mean, I, you know, you look at Burrow he's been up and down but like there's some some key pieces here that i really see uh moving forward that that could be a good team so i'd say that uh i put columbus curve nick mandarano edition and not uh the larry edition are probably a, a big contender somebody who i'm not really worried about oof i mean like that's that's really good i i think there's some really good options i dominate uh a lot of these teams i mean sam no offense don't like it and it's just not looking good right now the Gotham City Rogues, I could have used them, but unfortunately they spanked me last uh, last week. So, <laughs> I, again, can't really use them as well. So what I will say, and this is for good old David Powis out there, uh, there, was, there was some hot 
trade conversations between me and David Powis maybe like two or three weeks ago. He was looking to procure uh, some Joe Mixon stock out of my uh, out of my team, and I mean he he was making some very compelling arguments. Uh, I was I was a little busy at work, but you know he definitely was was uh, you know milking me for every last cent of it. Uh, at the last moment, I decided to move away. And and if you actually look back to not last week but two weeks ago, I faced David, and that was when Joe Mixon scored four touchdowns or five touchdowns. Um, so uh, I have one thing for David Powis. Uh, I'm currently your daddy, and I would like to be called daddy for the foreseeable future. Thank you. Wow. Mike dropping everything. That's why he was so upset about that game. That makes so much more sense now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was an epic failure, and that was that was just – I remember him texting me and th- saying something like, I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> yeah, that's what he was saying to me this week about that .02 point victory I had on him. But – uh no two weeks for David. I'll tell you what, folks. Yeah, no, David hasn't been happy. David, uh, I might talk him off the bridge or something. But uh, Matt, thank you again for taking the time to come out with to come out and talk and speak with us today. Um, you're going to be sticking around for Pickums after the break, but you know, first we want to hear from sponsor of the show today, Anchor. Thank you, Anchor. Thank you once again, as always. Now it's time for our weekly Pickum segment alongside my deputy commissioner, Sam, and our special guest today, Matt Kress. Matt, I think as our special guest today, I want to start with your your matchup this week. You're going up against, uh, you know, I'm him, question mark, John Luca. It's a great question. It's a great question. And I have a great answer here. I'm going to get my ass whooped. It's going to happen. <laughs> I'm not that good. I don't have that many good players. I don't really have a prayer. Uh, so, uh, it's a pretty simple one. I have absolutely no reason or rhyme or reason to actually win this game and it shouldn't be that close. All right. Matt is not going with himself. I think that's a pick'em's first. I was saying, if it's the first time in pick'em's history, somebody has not picked themselves to win a matchup. I'm, on, I'm honest. I'm real. That's, that's the one thing people think about me when they think about me in fantasy football. That man is real. I mean... I- Matt, I hate to say it, but I think I agree with you because I'm just looking down, up and down at your roster now. You got nobody, absolutely nobody. You got four guys who are questionable. Um, You know, Joe Mixon might pop off. T. Higgins might pop off against the Steelers. Um, Could be it. But then, you know, across the way at Luca's roster, Lamar Jackson against Carolina should be good for him. Uh, Justin Jefferson going up against Dallas might pop off there. Briar Muth against Cincinnati could be a good one there. Um, I, yeah, I think you're going to get spanked here. I'm, I'm going to take Luca in this one. You know, I wasn't really sure. I was kind of teetering. I could see Matt, assuming that his guys are healthy and are playing. I, I don't know the status of Kyler and Aaron Jones, Alan Lazard, and Gerald Everett, who all have the big red cues next to him right now. I'm not 100 percent sure what their likelihood are, but in a healthy roster, I was in the air about it. You know, I think Kyler Murray could – he's due for a game at some point soon. Um, you know, Joe Mixon, as we saw a few weeks ago, dumped 55 points. Always always suspect of a good time. And Luca, other than the dual running backs of the Detroit Lions who are going up against a very bad New York Giants defense, um, I thought maybe he had a chance. But the fact that he didn't even pick himself, I really, you know – Kind of that if you don't believe in yourself, who's <laughs> going to believe in you? So I'm not going to believe in him solely. I'm just going to listen to him. You know, if the horse is telling you what he's going to do, 
go with, you know, right out of the horse's mouth there. So he said he's going to lose. So I'm going to pick Luca. Um, unfortunately, because Luca will then go to seven and four and, you know, kind of continue to keep that division lead in the Dave Duda. So, hey, man, if Look, you can I'll win, still I rally, it, but... I'll, still, I'll still rally the troops. I'll make sure that oh, there's a good will. fight here. You you're, know, yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm honest. You're not going to have that fight here. But... Points yeah, for the Tigers haven't gone through yet. There's a chance that he, you know, picks up a, a world beater somewhere, you know. I don't even know who's on the waiver wire at this point. Not really anyone, but it's slim. But uh, but Cole Komet was there the other week. I found him. He's really good at football. You can always work that magic in at any point. Uh, David not here today, as we said, did submit his pickums though. He also picked Luca, so make that our first lock of the week. And I just want to add in our results from last week. All three of us went three and three. So uh, not really a special week. We all had misses. We all had hits. Our locks of the week went one and two. Yeah, locks of the week one and two. Wasn't a good. No thanks to Matt. You know who uh, the one was? Was it? Who was it? It was me. Was it? Good job, Sam. I saved locks of the week. No, you, you weren't a lock of the week. I didn't. I picked Julie. Oh, never mind. I wasn't a lock of the week. I was looking at results. Sorry, I wasn't looking. Oh, well, screw you, Kyle. I thought you went three and three. Fair enough. So who was our one then? It wasn't Matt. I yeah, I think it was Luca. Luca won. Yes. And that hurts the division. I wish we were wrong about Luca. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, three and three. David's still in the lead. Sam's in second place. Wait, what? I, oh no, I'm sorry. Sam is in the lead. David's in second place. I'm rounding out the the ass of the card. So. Right. I thought I was a lock of the week. You thought David was in the lead. These things happen. It's fine. We're fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll fix it in post. But uh. All right, so next matchup, I think. What's the matchup do you want to do, Sam? Eeny, meeny, money. Can we talk about Philly D's nuts and Gotham Rogues? Because this one, honestly, might be one of the most fun matchups we have. Talk about an absolute pissing match between two horrible football teams. Fantasy football teams, that is. You've got the Gotham Rogues, who, well, I guess they just won last week. So they're coming in on a high, a season-high one-game winning streak. And you got Gil, who is one at nine. That one win was against me. But they both stink. They both are getting better, though. Dak Prescott being back for Gil is something. It's not nothing. It's not a season changer, as he's still starting Latavius Murray and Jacoby Myers and Amari Cooper and Chase Claypool, even. My goodness. Um, but then you also have Sean, who is starting Melvin Gordon and Darnell Mooney. There's a lot of questionable characters here. Um, the current projected score is at 79.7 to 70 flat. I'd be, I'll be surprised if this game gets into the 70s. It really, it really just reeks of like a 60 point luck rating win. In this one, I think I'm going to go with Sean. I think I'm going to go with the the projected winner here. Obviously, we're not sure what he's going to do with this quarterback situation as he's kind of been toying around. He started Jacoby Brissett last week. Um, Marcus Mariota, if he currently stays as the starter versus Chicago, I think is a decent enough matchup. Jonathan Taylor is going to get absolutely swatted by Philadelphia, so don't expect a big week from him. But Melvin Gordon, I expect the Broncos offense to go a little bit more against the Raiders because they've been terrible. Gabe Davis hasn't probably popped off in a couple of weeks, so, you know, just one of those – those gut calls there, you'll get a decent enough week from him to win you something. Uh, he went off for 15 last week. I know nothing about fantasy football. So, give me Sean on a straight gut call. 
he's going to score like 65 points and win this week. Yeah, I agree with you, Sam. Um, you know, these are the 11 and 12th ranked team in the power rankings as of this week. Uh, Sean just stinks a little less, I think. Jonathan Taylor had a really good game in his first week in the Jeff Saturday offense for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, he does go up against Philadelphia, so I'm interested to see what, what they pull out of their hat there. Um, you know, Kyle Pitts, he hasn't been good this year. I always hold out hope with him. I think that he might just have one of those games where he'll pop off. Uh, James Conner coming off against the 20 point game, but going up against San Francisco. Um, there are definitely the factors there for Sean to not be like a true winner, but looking at Gill's roster, you know, Ramondre Stevenson, very good running back, number 12 on the season. Don't think he should be a running back one. Uh, he's has currently has Latavis Murray and Jacoby Myers in his lineup. Not going to be great for you. Uh, we'll have to pick up a new defense with Jacksonville on by. That may actually be a beneficial thing for him. He doesn't have to play the Jaguars defense anymore. Um, but I'm still going to say take Sean. I think he has more of those home run pieces that could go off, um, you know, and help him get a win this week and maybe kind of sneak his way back into contention here a little bit. Um, be interesting to see what that team does for the rest of the year. But give me Sean, and I believe that David is also taking Sean. Uh, so that just leaves one, one more guy to make his selection for the week. Special guest, Matt. Yeah. I'd say that there's there's a lot of good stuff being said here. So I'm going to spice it up. The First World War was known as like a battle of attrition. You know, a lot of a lot of bunker hopping, you know, living in ditches, that sort of thing. That's what this game reminds me of. Just a lot of everyone thinking that they're doing something, but really just watching each other from afar. So uh, this is let's just shoot them straight. This is a shit show. Like this is not going to be a good game. And what I've decided, and I've made my own decree on this one, is that if Latavius Murray is one of your starting running backs, uh, you're automatically demoted to the final tier of the St. Joseph's Fantasy Football League. Uh, so Gil, uh, I'm sorry, but you've been demoted to the basement, and you will be playing not playing in this league anymore you'll be playing with uh you know previous saint joe's fantasy football league because that's that's really bad oh relegation you hate to see it uh yeah. also i love you Gil. I'm, I'm just being funny <laughs> nah he's fine Nah, he's gonna take that personally he's gonna come to seattle well look in defense of gill you know i don't support starting latavius murray in any way shape or form but he does have leonard fournette and doesn't he also roster rashad white or no somebody else does um, but he does have Leonard Fournette on by. And I mean, I guess he could start James Cook, but I don't really think that's much of an upgrade. So tough one. Oops. Tough, tough running back room right now for uh for Gil there. Yeah, so you know, Matt Matt take Sean, our second lock of the week. Lock it in. Uh, uh Sam, next matchup I want to take a look at is yours. Uh you're going up against Nick this week, the Combs Curve Nick edition. Currently, the line is projected at uh, you know almost ten points in favor of Nick. Looking at the matchups here, I I think I'm agreeing with that line. I'm going to take Nick on this one. Uh, Joe Burrow going up against that that awful awful Pittsburgh defense, and I say that enthusiastically this week because we have Matt Cress on Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Um, Derrick Henry's going to go up against Green Bay could pop off. David Montgomery could be a sneaky candidate to pop off too because of Khalil Herbert going on IR. will be interesting to see if uh, the Bears start going with kind of that Buffalo Bills, Baltimore Ravens approach of just having your quarterback start being your running back. 
Um, I think, you know, kind of in the same case with Sean, that Nick's team has more pieces that are more likely to go off than you. Russell Wilson is going to be back in your lineup. He's kind of been hit or miss, mostly missed this year. Um, Najee Harris, not going to be great. Kamara and CD Lamb might be able to do things for you. Um, but wouldn't hold out hope for that. So, Sam, I unfortunately am picking against you and going with Nick. Well, Kyle, I hate to inform you, but I think you made the wrong decision. Ah, shocker. Let me let me start with a, a little statistic here for you. Number one, I would not just start Russell Wilson willy-nilly. <laughs> Every single quarterback that has gone against the Las Vegas Raiders this year has finished inside the top 10 in fantasy points for the entirety of the season. I did not start him just willy-nilly. This is not some. I have Jared Goff going up against the doo-doo head New York Giants. You really think I'm just going to throw Russell Wilson in the coals for no reason? Dude's going <laughs> off this week. He is so back. I mean, it is Sam Demick's Delta variant. Let's ride. Like, we're all in. So Russ is going off. That's number one. Alvin Kamara versus the Rams, who have, like, nothing to play for. They're just such a morally defeated football team. You really think they're going to go out there and try and stop a run game? Absolutely not. Dude's going to score two touchdowns easily. Lock it in. Najee against Cincinnati. I've been worried about him all year. He is listed as questionable. He might not even play. Not going to really hype him up. CD Lamb just completely scorched the earth last week and is going head-to-head with Justin Jefferson again in the Minnesota Vikings. You don't think he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder and show out? Wrong. Dude's going off. George Pickens doesn't have Trace, Chase Claypool to play with anymore. Going off. Cole Komet has been going off. It's going to continue to go off. Kadarius Toney scored a touchdown with the Chiefs. Realized that he loves football again because he's out of a dysfunctional Giants franchise. Dude's going to be the best Fox player all week. Defense I just give you a reason why every single person is going to score a lot of fantasy points. And you're telling me that Nick has more home run potential? He's starting Dallas Goddard, who's hitting the IR. Well, you have to think he's going to replace him. Terry McLaurin could pop off against Houston. A.J. Brown could pop off since there's going to be no Dallas Goddard up against Indiana. Terry McLaurin got traded for Kirk Cousins earlier this year. Well, that's not, dude, that's not his fault. That's poor roster management by the GM. That's how little I think of Terry McLaurin. <laughs> wow. So, Sam, you're taking yourself, I'm assuming. Terry McLaurin, what do you define as popping off as a wide receiver? 15 points? Um... Yeah, sure, but I know you're about to tell me that Terry McLaurin has not scored 15 points once this year. He's gotten to 13. Yeah, I see his high as 13.3 against Green Bay. I have, I have faith in him. Just chew on that. Just chew on that one. Fair enough. I could change. You know, little picks aren't locked in until end of this recording. Uh, so I'll I'll uh, marinate on it a little bit, but I'm sticking with my guns. Sticking with Nick right now. Stay on that side. David also is taking Nick. Uh, let's see if your argument was able to persuade Matt enough to pick you. Well, while you chew on that, Kyle, I will uh, I will also take the Sam Demics here. And Ooh. this is why, okay? First off, I know earlier on in the show, I, I talked a lot about Nick and, and thought that he was one of the, the teams to be reckoned with. But if I'm looking at this current situation, there's a few things I'm thinking about. One, I'm, I'm the resident Steelers fan, so I can also say, Steelers suck. They're not good at all. So when it comes to the Najee Harris and George Pickens combination here, Sam, I don't know what the hell is going on, but that's that's just not it. Okay. But what I will say 
is I do like the stat thrown around about Russell Wilson. And the other piece is that I actually think that Kadarius Tooney was a huge pickup by, by the Kansas City Chiefs and actually it could be like a really serious weapon going forward. Uh, maybe this idea of popping off being 15 points, then that last week looked pretty good for him uh, at 15 points even. Uh, I, I think the target share is kind of there and there's not, nobody in Kansas City that's really like come out as like the lead dog. So uh, I'd say that I'm going to have to go with Sam here uh, for those reasons. Fair enough, Sam. I'm I'm happy that your uh, your speech was able to convince somebody. Maybe we'll convince people can. and vote in the Discord too. Yeah, let's see what the people in the Discord want to say about it when uh, when the polls come out. Are they already out? I haven't even checked. I do monitor that every week. I I don't know if you guys do. Like I know we do our pickups on this side of the show, but every time Sean posts it, I look for how many of those little like Sam emojis that I have there in the chat. There's usually oh, not too. many. Oh, I do too. There's thankfully a lot for me. So uh, I'm keeping receipts though on everyone. You're you're all on my list. <laughs> I don't know who you are. They don't show who voted for what, or maybe they yeah, do. They do. On, they on, do. On, 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 I can see it on. I the never screen. actually click into it for what that's worth. I just see Fair like enough. one little pandemic logo, and I'm like, ah, I'm like they're all they're all <laughs> down. Bastards. But they'll learn. They'll learn. They'll see. Uh, which one you want to take a look at next? I don't know. I'm all fired up now. Uh, let's talk about your your matchup, Kyle. I'm not going to be as mean to you as you were to me. I mean, I'll, 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 I'll tell you now I'm taking me. So I, I figured as much. I'm also going to take you. Uh, Jim, when's the last time Jim won a game? Uh, I can pull that Did up for you. In rivalry week? It was last week. Okay, he won last week. <laughs> but regardless, I don't think Jim's team is that good. He did. Oh, that's right. Because he had Patrick Mahomes go nuclear for 40 points. He's got a good matchup against the Chargers. It's intriguing. It's interesting. But you also have Josh Allen going against the Cleveland Browns. So I feel like that Patrick Mahomes third is more or less neutralized, assuming that Josh Allen is healthy. I feel like they kind of talked about that UCL and then he kind of played from the TV. He looked fine. I don't know if he's like icing his elbow after these games or something like a, a major league pitcher or something, but. He did seem fine. It is also supposedly supposed going to snow two feet in Cleveland and or Buffalo, wherever this game is played. But it's going to snow a lot, so I am a little bit concerned about that. It is in Buffalo. Um, I'm not worried about it. I think that Josh Allen, similar to Nick Foles, is built for the snow football games, the snowballs, if you will. I see Josh Allen, you know, waltzing through a winter wonderland, throwing three or four touchdowns for you, Kyle. I think you're going to be just fine. Uh, you got Barkley going against Detroit. Talk about a cupcake matchup for that guy. Damian Pierce against the Washington Commanders. Another favorable matchup. Former Sam Demick, Tyler Boyd. I dropped him earlier in the year. Going against Pittsburgh. We've discussed Pittsburgh already at length here. They're bad. I think you're Devontae Adams. That's like five really good football players that I just named. I don't see any sort of team that Jim can put on the field, especially seeing that he has... Rashad White and Zay Jones in a starting lineup currently who are on bye. Maybe he, you know, who's going to sub it? Devin Duvernay, Naheem hey. Hines. Hey, don't don't talk bad about Devin. Listen, if you want him to pop off against you, that's your prerogative. I don't know what kind of stuff you're into, but I see Kyle winning this one rather comfortably. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Uh, David's also taking me. So, come on, Matt. I. 
Oh, hoops right now for you. I'm going to be really upset. He has a lot of respect for Jim. He keeps losing to him. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I do have a lot of respect for Jim. And and when I'm looking through this this Kyle team, which by the way I beat, uh, I just would you know like that to be known that I beat him. Uh, I think it's it's a little bit built in like a glass house, honestly. If I'm going to just to look at it, for example, I'm I'm looking a little bit at Tyler Boyd right here, who I didn't even know was good, which again is is, is a slight on myself, but I think uh, Tyler Boyd, he just uh, the, the target share really isn't quite there. Uh, a lot of the, these games that he's scoring a lot of points for you are just kind of like one-off occurrences. Uh, I think that's just one example of, of Kyle's team being built in a in a glass house, and that's why I'm going to take the All-American Buddy. Wow. He's calling wow. for the upset. I do want to say that Tyler Boyd is in solely because Mike Evans is on by this week, that, this week, so he normally does not start for me. So just throwing that out there, but wow. Matt, I am... I'm 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 circling week 13 on my calendar now because that's when we rematch. Uh, I'm gonna make sure I have all the guns coming out solely because. Look, is 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 your name Jim? No. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll probably not have that big of an issue. Is your name the Gotham City Rogues? No. Okay. Well, then guess what? I probably won't have an issue with that. Do you have an above 500 record? Oh yes. <laughs> I, I I won't have an issue with you then. Yep, that's how this works. But uh. Awesome. So we got two more matchups. Uh, one I want to get into next is Rob versus Julie. Um, I also think this one isn't, you know, one that comes as too much of a shocker. Um, I'm going to take Julie in this one. Rob did does, you know, he does have Christian McCaffrey. He actually no, he doesn't have Tyree Kill. He's on. Looks like he's on bye this week. Um, Rob does have Christian McCaffrey going up against Arizona. Should be a good matchup for him. Aaron Rodgers did kind of look like Aaron Rodgers of old last week, and he's going up against Kansas City, but I see that little Q next to his name. Don't entirely know what that's all about, but can't be great. Cordell Patterson didn't look great coming off of – he looked very good in his first game, not so great in his second game after coming off IR. Uh, Devin Singletary, there's no run game in Buffalo. Maybe with the snow there might be, so it could be a good play. Um, but always looking at Julie's team, seeing Jalen Hurts up against Indy. That's going to be great. Austin Eckler against Kansas City. That's going to be a high-scoring game. Normally in high-scoring games for the Chargers, Austin Eckler is involved heavily. Uh, look for good for him. Stefan Diggs could be a little concerned about with the snow, but again, if Josh Allen's doing good, Stefan Diggs normally does good. Juju, have to imagine he's not playing after being almost dead last week. Uh, so in interested to see what she fills in there, but I have faith. I'm once again stating myself as a DJ Moore believer. Um, I know one of the other regular co-hosts on this show right now is not a DJ Moore believer. One will classify him as a DJ Moore hater, most likely. Um, but that's his fault. He's got to learn his ways. I'm sticking with Julie. I think I've picked Julie almost every week this year. Um, and I'm going to continue to ride with her against Rob. Well, I'm glad you brought up DJ Moore because that is the sole name in the lineup I had to see for me to decide that Rob is going to win this week. If you're starting DJ Moore after that three-point performance that he just gave you, 2.9, the week before that, he had 2.4. And you're going to walk through that door again? Shame on you, Julie. Shame on you for starting DJ Moore for a third straight week. I get it. You might be a little light here. Juju's probably not going to play, so you're going to slide Michael Pittman in there, who, again, 
other Stinks. than like week one and two hasn't really been good. Now, granted, you know, maybe a Jeff Saturday offense will change that up a little bit, but hasn't been good. So, I mean, it's just, I see what I have to see. Like, I, I believe in Aaron Rodgers. I saw what I had to last week for me to also, I think football is healing. We're going to see Russell Wilson reemerge as a good fantasy quarterback this week. I think Aaron Rodgers kind of started that trend last week and is going to keep it going. Um, he is limited in practice today with a thumb injury. I believe they're not really anticipating that being a long-term problem. I like Devin Singletary versus Cleveland. I think that game script, you know, Buffalo's going to get up early and they're just going to hand the ball off. So we're talking, you know, pop off radar watch for Devin Singletary. It hurts that he has Tyreek Hill on by. I would have felt more confident in this decision with Tyreek, you know, in a lineup playing. And as I kind of alluded to before with my CD Lamb takes, I think that Cowboys Vikings game is going to be a shootout. So I think Adam Thielen is in for a big game because you know that Justin Jefferson is just going to get shadowed the entire way and he may struggle a little bit. So targets open up for him. Christian Kirk also being on by Hertz. Um, I'm not really sure who he plans on filling in with that. He does have Mikkel Hartman, who you don't feel great about, but I think would be good enough, especially again, considering that Julie's best case scenario is that she's starting Stefan Diggs, Juju Smith-Schuster, and DJ Morris are three wide receivers. So, and I feel like we haven't had a Taysom Hill game in a while. Can someone correct me on that one? I'm going to pull up his stats right here. I don't think we have. I know he had 0.1 points last week. He did have 0.1 points last week. I'm feeling a Taysom Hill game. Um, You know, it's not quite at the level of like the Mike Williams week, but I think you're going to see a what I'll call a usable week out of Taysom Hill this week against the Rams, who again, I think have nothing to play for. So you think you're going to stop some little gadget player that's going to be running around in the red zone and vulturing touchdowns from Alvin Kamara? It's going to drive me crazy, but at least I'll be right in pickums. Hey. So give me Rob, give me the two Hills, zero cups. All right. All right. Uh, David, for what it's worth, is rolling with me and picking Julie here. So, yeah. So, what I would say is, uh, when, if we were thinking back to uh, what teams do I really respect in this league, Dallas Broncos are, are a really, really strong team. Uh, I really like the way that this team is configured. Uh, you know, it has a lot of big pieces that, uh, you know, you can lean into, like the Digs, the Hurts. Um, the Ecklers of the world. Uh, but again, I just, I really don't like some of the pieces in here. DJ Moore, uh, you can put me into the DJ Moore hater ah. uh, category. I'm not there. Uh, Antonio Gibson, not a fan of. Juju Smith-Schuster, just not it. Uh, I I would also like to point out that I am going with Rob, but uh, this shows you how bad fantasy football has been this year. When Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, the gadget player, is number, the number two tight end in the freaking league. The man scored point one points last or last week. I mean, he's had like one game of, or two games, excuse me, two games above double digit points. Like, what are what are we doing here? What are we doing? You know what? Here we go. Here's another thing that we should do. I got the mic closer to my, <laughs> my face. That's what I got to take. Here we go. Next year, we should ha- talk about completely throwing the tight end position out the door. So just have two wide receivers in a flex play or two wide receivers and two flex play or three wide receivers and one flex play. Tight ends are washed. Nobody cares about them. They all suck. They're, nobody uses them. They just block people. I'm out on tight ends for 2023. That, that's why you're going to vote for me, Matt Kress, 2023. Tight ends, they're washed. We don't need them. Wow. So 
between you and Sam, who has been a known hater on this show of defenses and kickers, we're talking about wiping out half the positions now. Possibly Just put in the flex guys. Just give us more flex players. <laughs> Get rid of defense Let's have kickers. a lot of Let's have a lot of fun and play two quarterbacks. Let's play a two QB league, maybe. That would be that would be crazy. Two QB, seven flex spots. Hey now, uh, I don't know about seven flex spots, but I'll say publicly on the record, I'll support Matt's uh, no tight end bill if I can get his support on the uh, no defense, no kickers bill. So, well, that's a deal. Ticket. I'll say we'll we'll discuss that more off air as uh as we head into the off season. Hopefully, I'm Sam. hoisting another hoisting another trophy by then. Sam just found his uh running mate for the off season. Wow, I believe that takes us into our final matchup, right, Sam? That it does, and our matchup of the week is coming from known Sam Demix hater David Powis and the Good Ankles. Against known Sam Dummick's lover, Larry Rooney, and still the Columbus Curve. I'm not sure if he's going to also change his name to the Good Ankles, or maybe he'll try another another fun name or something. And this one is interesting, to say the least. I'm kind of doing an evaluation of the roster. Um, I see that Larry is optimistically putting Jamar Chase in his lineup. Meanwhile, he's still projected for zero points, and it seems, based on the little ESPN write-up that I have here, that it's still unclear whether he's going to play tonight. That's direct words from, you know, whoever writes these little ESPN blurbs. So he's also starting Zeke, which I never really support, but he has Travis Etienne on by, and he quite literally, other than Gus Edwards, has no other running back options. So it's, this is a tough one. He's got Cooper Cup now on IR as well. So a big blow uh, coming off of last week. He's no longer, I feel like that, Super team that we kind of viewed him as for about two weeks when he was putting up 120 regularly. He has come back to planet Earth. And if it wasn't for the trade deadline, he'd probably be trading away more future picks to supplement his lack of future picks that he traded away last year and a lack of roster depth. So it is time to face the music, Larry. Now, I am petty. I made that very clear in my time in Hawk Hill Focus. David didn't pick me. So I'm not going to pick David. I'm going to go with Larry. I think Larry is probably one of the better waiver wire players in the SJUFFL. So while his roster currently looks light, waivers don't clear until after our show is produced. I think he's going to find some, you know, some diamonds in the rough there. Justin Fields has been unreal these last couple of weeks. And will he keep that up for another 40 point performance? I don't think so, but can I see 30 versus Atlanta? Yeah, I can. And hopefully he throws two touchdowns to Cole Komet and we keep that streak going. So from David's perspective, Daniel Jones versus Detroit, that is a good, you know, that's a good matchup for him. I'm not going to front, but it's also Daniel Jones. Like how good can it be? Not really that great. Uh, Dante Foreman is the truth as a Carolina running back, but he's starting Michael Carter as RB2 which is like red flag times a million. Amon Ra against the Giants is a good matchup. Rondell Moore versus San Francisco, I don't feel great about. You have Travis Kelsey, it's the best tight end in the league. And he is starting Drake London this week, who we know usually stinks unless he finds the end zone. So I feel a little bit better about Larry's team. I feel a little bit better, honestly, if Larry didn't start half of his lineup and picked up guys on waivers. So give me Larry this week. I'm going to agree with you, Sam. I am uh, also taking Larry this week. You know, 
He's only projected to lose as of right now by 10.8 points, and that's with Jamar Chase and Zach Ertz in his lineup, who are both currently projected for zero points. We know Zach Ertz isn't going to play, so Liar's going to have to pick up a tight end off waivers. Um, I very much agree with you that I can see Justin Fields going off for 30, 35 points against Atlanta. That has big game for him written all over it. Josh Jacobs going up against Denver. That might be, you know, a little bit sneaky. That might be you know, not look good for him on paper, but like I always say, AFC West matchups are going to be high scoring and that match and that offense, you know, kind of needs to run through Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams um, for it to work. So hopefully Larry can get some points there. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins going up against San Francisco, you know, we'll see how that goes with him. But looking at David's, I don't love his running backs. Deonta Foreman and Michael Carter this week, like you said, not great options there. Uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown should have a good matchup against the Giants, but I, 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 I don't like Rondell Moore uh, against San Francisco. I think their secondary is too good and they'll be too focused on Hopkins, um, which I know contradicts possibly what I just said, but we'll let it pat, we'll let it slide. Um, I do like to see David uh, starting Drake London, our bench regret from yesterday's episode. Uh, maybe he'll learn from his mistakes and get those extra 0.02 points. Um, I like Larry. I like I like him. I like a lot more of what he's going on. Wow. Um, so give me Larry in our match of the week. David, obviously picking himself. Um, and with our final selection of this week's pickums, Matt, who do you got? Don the headgear, if you will. We we were bringing the uh, mic even closer to my face, so that's when we know we Matt has a really good take. Uh, first off, I'd like to be known as Mister Palace, uh, not Matt Cress. So uh, you know, honest mistake. It's okay, Kyle. I'll let this one pass. Thank so you. that that being the case, what I have to say here is, uh, I just I, I really can't pick David. It's not going to happen. My son doesn't get it. You know, he just doesn't get this fantasy football thing here. So uh, I'm going to have to take Larry. And and though Larry has been known to change his name multiple times, which is a big gripe I have against this team. I don't know what team name they are. Who, who knows? You know, it's just, uh, look, uh, it's not my favorite thing to pick Larry here. But I think that, you know, there's a good baseline with Jacobs and Elliott's to, to be okay, at least on the running back position and, and hold his team up. I, I think people will hate on D hop a little bit currently and, you know, not because of the PED suspension. Uh, it's just, they don't remember the fact that like whoever's a quarterback for the Cardinals just like absolutely feeds the crap out of D hop and whether he's double or triple covered, it doesn't matter. The target share is just always going to be there. So, you know, I, I was definitely circling, you know, D hop in the draft, but uh, you know, missed out on that. So overall uh, the points that I need to make sure everyone knows, I am David's dad, D-A-D, dad. Uh, and Larry needs to figure out a team name before, I, you know, I honestly have an uprising, you know, and and, and try to get him kicked out of the league with, with uh, Coach Gill there. And next thing you know, we, we'll shorten down the teams and, and they'll both be relegated for those reasons. But uh, lastly, I just want to thank the guys for here for, uh, you know, A, enjoy allowing me to be in the league and, and enjoying my time here but also uh being on the podcast it's it's really fun it takes me back to those days where we would podcast at st joe's and nobody was probably listening but it was it was a lot of fun to you know you know have a conversation and, and talk sports i really appreciate it yeah no we love having you again you know i i agree with you it takes me back to those days where we would just talk about this random shit and no one would listen but you know now we have a whopping maybe 10 listeners an episode so uh 
Look at us go. I heard there's we're, we're making some money off this, so I'm excited to see what kind of stuff we get. Maybe we get a bigger trophy. Maybe we increase that pot size. You let me know. I think every three years that pot might grow by ten bucks because I can only cash out when it's at ten bucks. So that might be what we're working with. But uh, no, Matt, thank you again for taking the time to join us here. It's always great to talk with you. Uh, you know, do you and or Sam have any parting words that you want to give to the uh, Whole Kill Focus listeners? I think my parting words are going to be the same as they usually are. Let's have some good matchups. Uh, last week, we did a good job. Most of these games were pretty close, high scoring. So it looks like, you know, some of the teams are a little bit weaker after we ran through them here today. But uh, hope we can still, uh, you know, pack a punch to have some fun here. Final words from Coach Kress over here. Mr. Palace. Vote. <laughs> Mr. Palace, there you go. Is vote for the Sam and Matt ticket for 2023. <laughs> Tight ends, worthless. Defense, worthless. Kickers, worthless. Going two QBs in a super flex league, maybe even adding another flex player here and relegating Gill and Larry to a lower division so we can just deal with their tomfoolery at another point. That's what we need here in this league. So vote for us for a change. Wow. Only your votes always matter. Don't don't think votes matter. Uh, they always do in this league. So. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week with our Week 11 recap. And let me get ready to sing us out. <clears throat> glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The hawk will never die. <laughs>